Welcome to Come Magnify the Lord with Me podcast hosted by Becky Dameron. Becky was saved at a young age and reared in a Christian home. At an early age, she sought for a special relationship, Jesus Christ. As her love for Jesus grew, so did her love for His Word. Becky has enjoyed leading ladies' Bible studies, speaking at ladies' conferences, and sharing the gospel with anyone willing to listen. We hope you have your Bible and are ready to dive into studying God's amazing book. God's still in the middle of a conversation with Abraham as we pick up in verse 15. It says here, And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. So Sarai means princess, but Sarah is a higher-ranking princess, as in duchess or queen. That's the idea of with the A-H on the end. So it's still a princess, but it's a high-ranking princess. And so God changes Sarah's name. And it's, he says here, And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be the mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. So we know Ishmael's already born, and God's saying, no, I'm going to bless Sarah. There's going to be kings come out from her line as well. And we know there was many kings in Israel, but then also Esau, and he had kings from uh, his descendants. And so Sarah is given this promise here in chapter 17, verse 16. Then it says in Verse 17, then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart, shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah that is 90 years old bear? So like I said earlier, Abraham fell on his face right from the beginning. And then God started talking to him. So he must have lifted up his head and talked with God. And as this promise is given, Abraham falls on his face again, and he's doing this in humility. However, I believe the idea that he laughed was a, uh, an effect of a lack of faith. So Abraham was noted for his faith. He was lifted up for his faith. But to me, this is such an encouragement because this was a time he was lacking in faith. He was struggling with his faith, and he laughed like, I, uh, how is this going to happen? We know he's 99, and so he knows, okay, if I'm going to have a child, I'm going to be 100 years old, and my wife's going to be 90. How in the world is this going to happen? And after this, Abraham said to God, oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. I, this is just a picture that how much Ishmael was loved by Abraham. Ishmael was not loved by Sarah. This was Ishmael was not her son, and there was friction because of Ishmael in the home. But Ishmael was Abraham's son, and he loved him. And he said to God, "Okay, what about Ishmael? Why? Why not? He he could be the one that would live before you." Again, this is why I believe that there is a lack of faith in the laughter that Abraham is showing right here. It wasn't laughing as in, oh, I'm so happy I'm getting a child. No, he's saying, oh, what what about Ishmael? And God said, Sarah, thy wife, shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name 
Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. So God says, nope, I'm not, it's not Ishmael. That's not the one that I am going to establish my seed from. This Christ was not going to come through the lineage, lineage of Ishmael, but Isaac. What's interesting is the name Isaac means laughter. And we're going to see that Sarah is even going to laugh as she hears that she's supposed to have a child. I really think God wanted them to name Isaac laughter. So every time they called his name, they were reminded of that lack of faith, but then it built their faith. Just seeing Isaac built their faith again. I remember one time uh, I was out trying to invite people out to church and I saw uh, some people had moved into a house that there hadn't been anybody living there. They were repairing it, but I never saw like signs that anybody was living there. Well, I drove by one day and there was all kinds of toys in the yard. And I thought, okay, there's people living there now. And we were having some special days at the church. So I figured, oh, why not stop? So I went up with my partner and we talked to the mother of the children. She was very kind, but uh, she didn't know English very well. But she told us, oh, yes, yes, I we want to come. We want to come to church. And I'm thinking, I don't even think you know English. But, okay, well, they didn't live too far from our house. So I had an abundance of vegetables in my garden. So I brought, I picked some vegetables and brought a basket down to this family, just to welcome in them into the neighborhood. Well, this time, the man of the household opened the door, and he was very standoffish, like, oh, okay, okay, you know. I told him, well, your wife said that that you guys would want to come and whatever, and I'm thinking, I think she didn't even know what I was saying or something because the way he was, his mannerisms were portraying something totally different than what hers were. I walked away from that house, and I thought, oh, they're never coming. And I, th- I think I told my husband when I came home, oh, I don't know what I was thinking, but they're not coming, I'm sure. Well, guess what? Guess who showed up at church? That family. And you know what's really neat is they grew in the Lord, and they put their kids in the school, and we were able to minister to them for many years. And every time I saw their son, you know what came to my mind? Oh, ye of little faith. That phrase that is said in the New Testament, oh, ye of little faith by Jesus himself. I believe that's the picture here that every time Abraham and Sarah called Isaac, they are reminded, oh, you didn't believe God, but he is faithful and he's going to do what he promised. And you know, when I saw that the kid in the school and when I thought, oh, ye of little faith, I didn't beat myself up with it. I praised God. I just thought, wow, I have so little faith in what God can do. And look at what God has done. And, oh, the family, the, the uh, wife got saved. The husband uh, rededicated his life to the Lord. They joined the church. It was wonderful. But so many times our faith is lacking. I think God puts these stories in the Bible to encourage us for those times when our faith is lacking to say, but I'm still going to trust you, God, even though I don't see it. Like Abraham's like, okay, and he doesn't quite see it. I don't know. He, by faith, he continues to do what God wants him to do. And he had to perform 
that which was promised, it, the Bible says. So he had to be a father and, and follow God. He could have been one that just said, no, that's dumb. I'm not going to follow God. No, he said, I will follow God. And every time he saw his son Isaac, he was reminded of that time where he had little faith. But back to our story here. It says in verse 20, as, And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him, and I will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes, sh- princes shall he beget, and I will make him a great nation." We're going to go through the princess coming up here. I think the Bible gives us a record, just a quick record of uh, Ishmael's sons that he had. So if you remember Isaac, he and his wife, Rebecca, they had two sons, Jacob and Esau, and Esau was not the promised seed. Jacob was the one then that had 12 sons. Well, with Ishmael, he is going to have 12 sons. And God tells uh, Abraham that, and again, this is proven uh, prophecy. God told Abraham, Ishmael's going to have 12 sons. And guess what? Ishmael had 12 sons. And God did establish Ishmael as a great nation. But then in verse 21, it says, But my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. So Abraham's pleading and saying, You know, I I have Ishmael. I, I Why don't you have him be the promised son. You, you got to remember, Abraham loves him. Not Sarah. Sarah doesn't love him. It's not her son. But Abraham loves Ishmael and thinks, God, don't you want to please him or, or bless him? And God says, yes, I am going to bless him, but he is not the promised seed. You have to go about things God's way. So God is saying, that was a shortcut. I don't need a shortcut. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Do we have to fix things so God can make it right? No. God says, no, we're going to go about it my way, and I will bless thee. And he says, I'm going to establish my covenant with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear. And it says here, unto thee at this set time in the next year. So God's been promising Abraham seed for a long time. We're getting up to the point that, okay, it's happening. It's happening within a year. And as we come to 18, we're going to see that that's just a few months later that a whole conversation happens again. But back to uh, Genesis 17 here, it says, And he left off talking with him, and God went up from Abraham. So his, And he left talking with him. That's God left talking with Abraham. So he finished his conversation, and God went up from Abraham. So here... We know this is, again, a either Christophany or a Theophany, where this is a, a, a human, not where a human gets to see God. We know no man has seen God at any time as far as the full uh, view of God, but God does, re- had, does reveal himself and did reveal himself in human form, and so this was one of those. And so... He goes up and he sends back up into heaven after this conversation. And here in verse 23 through 27, it is a very important point to understand with faith. Faith is not faith unless it's, there's an action verb attached to it. So I'm going to say that again because I kind of stumbled. Faith is not faith 
unless there's an action verb attached to it. Faith is not just nebulous thinking. Oh, yes, I believe God. No, there's always an action that follows it. Because in verse 23, And Abraham took Ishmael his son and all that were born in his house and all that were bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the selfsame day, as God had said unto him, and Abraham was 90 years, old, 90 years old and nine when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael, was, his son, was 13 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. In the selfsame day when Abraham was circumcised and Ishmael, his son, and all the men of his house born in the house and bought with money of the stranger were circumcised with him. What did Abraham do? God said, this is what I want from you. And by faith, Abraham did it. We can't say we have faith if we don't do what God tells us to do. So you might say, oh, I'm a woman of faith. Do you submit to your husband? That's something God tells you to do. That's what we ought to do. Oh, I'm a woman of faith. Do you share the gospel? Do you tell people that they can be saved and they can have a relationship with God Almighty? See, you see, we can talk about faith. We can have a a nice Hobby Lobby plaque on the wall that says faith. But that means nothing without an action verb attached to it. James says faith without works is dead. You don't have faith if something doesn't follow after. We are not saved by works, but we are saved unto good works. We should be doing lots of good works once we're saved, and we do it because of our faith. So in this idea, remember we talked about circumcision being a token. So God wanted circumcision to be a token, a picture of something. Well, that picture couldn't happen unless they did something with it. So they had to obey God in order for the picture to be shown. And so Abraham says right there, it says, in the selfsame day was Abraham circumcised and Ishmael's son. Abraham didn't dilly-dally. He didn't say, well, let me wait for the, for the situation to be just right, or let me wait till I feel great, because, oh, this was not an easy uh, task. They were in great pain after these surgeries, and yet Abraham said, I'm obeying. God says of Abraham, I like Abraham, this is paraphrasing, I like Abraham because he will command his household after him. Well, this is that idea. Like God said, they're all supposed to be circumcised. So Abraham says, everybody in this household is getting circumcised. And Abraham did it. Heavenly Father, I pray that we would be truly women of faith, women that will do what you ask us to do, not to just talk about faith or uh, pretend that we are faithful because we have a Bible verse on our wall. Lord, I pray that we would be true women of faith and we would act upon our faith. Let somebody today grow in their faith and add to their faith and, and uh, be one that you can use for your honor and your glory. Thank you for listening to Come Magnify the Lord With Me podcast. Please join Becky Dameron each weekday for a study through the Bible from a woman's perspective. If you've enjoyed this podcast or have any questions, please reach out to Becky through Come Magnify the Lord With Me Facebook page. Until next time, 
God be with you and may he greatly bless you as you continue to grow through following his word.